What's up, happy lavers? I'm kind of feeling the mellow vibe this morning. You want to know why? Let me tell you. It's tax day. I will be. Happy tax day. Oh, wait. Can we say that? Can we put happy and taxes in the same sentence? There's one for you. <laughs> I guess that all depends on whether we're getting a refund or if we owe the IRS. And 19 for me. Either way, paying taxes isn't something many enjoy. Unless you are the tax man. Because I'm the tax man. Either way, paying taxes isn't something yes, I'm the tax man. that many of us enjoy. The man is rough. I dig this. Should 5% appear too small? So I thought I would enlist the help of little Junior Parker with this song, Tax Man. Just be thankful. <laughs> I don't take it all. Tax man is something else, isn't it? Cause I'm the tax man. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. Yeah. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. Not hard to get. It's not hard to get. I dig this. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, happy lifer? Happy tax day. That introduction asks a couple of questions that I think we should talk about. Number one, can you put happy and taxes in the same sentence? Can it be happy tax day? Now, I know tax day isn't a holiday. Who would want tax day to be a holiday? Maybe it would make it a little bit easier to pay taxes if we knew we had the day off. But can you call it a happy tax day? Can you put happy and taxes in the same sentence? Can we actually say happy tax day. Yeah. If you're a happy lifer, because the way we view happy is different than the way a lot of people view happy. I mean, happy life is a lifestyle where one gets and keeps joy, no matter what the circumstances. You know what I think? I think we need to give happy a promotion in our lives. Make him the boss of our brain, the CEO of our spirit, the mayor of our mind. Instead of us telling happy when we can be happy, we need to let happy tell us when we can be happy. I mean, something is the boss of your brain. You got a CEO in there somewhere. If happy isn't the boss telling you when to be happy, then circumstances are, then emotions are. And I just think instead of being happy only if things add up right, we're going to rarely be happy. If your CEO stands for circumstances and emotion officer, <laughs> then we're in trouble. We can be happy on tax day, even if we're not getting a fat refund. We can still be happy because happy life isn't a lifestyle where you're happy because your your CEO is your circumstance and emotion officer. No, because happy is the boss of your brain and the mayor 
of your mind, the CEO of your spirit. And when happy's in charge, happy says, hey, I know things look rough, but we can still be happy in the midst of it. And I don't know about you, but that makes me, well, (laughs) it makes me happy to know that my happiness is not based upon something that I'm not in control of. So yes, we can say happy tax day. We can put happy and taxes in the same sentence. The second question, how about that tax man? <laughs> well, how about that tax man? So I thought I, I could allow some others to answer that question for me. Uh, by the way, if this gets too harsh for you, because uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun at the tax tax man's expense. So if it gets a little hard for you, realize, number one, we're just having some fun to help us with a difficult day for some of us. Um, and we're just, we're just having a little bit of fun. Uh, and secondly, um, if it's a little hard for you, wait to the end. You'll be pleasantly surprised at that point. Just so wait to the end before you make your judgment and turn it off. But, but let's, let's, let's go to some others to answer that question. How about this tax man? Like Mark Twain, the king of quotes, he says, the only difference between a tax collector and a taxidermist is a taxidermist only takes your skin. (laughs) So how about that? How about that tax man? Or author Peg Bracken, who said, why does a slight tax increase cost you $200 and a substantial tax cut save you 30 cents? (laughs) Or like Anonymous said, yeah, Anonymous. I know that's a weird name. I think it's a weird name too, but that's who they said said this. So I'm going to quote Anonymous here, but... (laughs) Anonymous said, the trouble with the profession of tax collecting is that 90% of its members give the rest a bad name. (laughs) Or, as little Junior Parker just sang it in the intro, that tax man is something else, isn't he? Or, as Stevie Ray Vaughan sang it in a different version of that, that same song, he sang, if you drive a car, I'll tax the street. If you try to sit, I'll tax your seat. If you get too cold, I'll tax the heat. If you take a walk, I'll tax your feet. Don't ask me what I want it for. If you don't want to pay some more, because I'm the tax man. Or, as the Beatles, who wrote and recorded Tax Man originally, said, don't ask me what I want it for. Ah, ah, Mr. Wilson. If you don't want to pay some more. Ah, ah, (laughs) Mr. Heath. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah. I'm a tax man. Mr. Wilson and Mr. Heath. For sure say, uh-uh, Mr. Wilson. Uh-uh, Mr. Mr. Heath. So who is Mr. Wilson and Mr. Heath? I, I, I know, I know, I know I already asked my two questions, but I can't help it if they led into two more. Uh, which we really need to know to get to what the Beatle George Harrison, who originally wrote Tax Man, said. So it kind of sets all that up. Anyway, Mr. Wilson, or Sir Harold Wilson, I should say, was the Prime Minister of England, who basically introduced Great Britain's the super tax. And Mr. Heath, or Sir Edward Heath, was going to be the future prime minister. So that's who Mr. Wilson and Heath are that they're talking about in this song. Or 
Most importantly, as George Harrison of the Beatles said, tax man was when I first realized that even though we had started earning money, we were actually giving most of it away in taxes. It was and still is typical. <laughs> right? Well said, George Harrison, Mark Twain. All you guys, I think that basically sums up how most of us, or at least many of us, see the tax man and paying taxes or how we see the IRS. I like the way Reason TV put it. They said, the Internal Revenue Service is such a bland name for an agency that stirs up so much passion. <laughs> so they came up with a few other alternatives to what IRS really should stand for instead of Internal Revenue Service, like Income Reducing Service, <laughs> issues, issues Refunds Slowly, Incalculable Riches Stolen, Investment Reduction Service. <laughs> it's really stealing. <laughs> Some of these are hilarious. They had more too. I just I'm just pulling a few of them out. Inconspicuously ransacking salaries, IRS. Independence and resources seized. <laughs> Impeding retirement savings. Intimidate, regulate, subjugate. <laughs> IRS, I remain screwed and it really sucks. <laughs> I think I like those last two the most. It really sucks that I remain screwed. <laughs> so let's face it. Nobody likes giving their hard-earned money away. Unless, of course, it's a choice to do so, right? Like we talk about so much in this podcast, one of the best ways to get and keep happy is to help others, is to be generous with your life, with your money, with your talents, with your with your time, to focus on others more than you focus on yourself. And truth be told, the only way Happy Life Studios is still around, the only way Happy Life Studios even stays on the map and doesn't fold is there's a whole team of generous people behind us who believe in us or in what we're doing and want to help us spread the solution to a sad, scared, hurting, angry world, but they do it voluntarily. They're not forced to do it, by the way. Shameless ad here, but if you would like to help us spread the happy, we have several ways you can do that, and they are all in the show notes, but I'll give them to you here as well because many people don't don't read the show notes. So our PayPal is paypal.me slash Stevo Hayes. S-T-E-V-O-H-A-Y-S. There's no E in, in Stevo and no E in Hayes. Well there's one E in Stevo, but S-T-E-V-O-H-A-Y-S. Cash app is dollar sign. Happy Life Studios, dollar sign Happy Life Studios. Zelly is stevohays at gmail.com, S-T-E-V-O-H-A-Y-S at gmail.com. And our mailing address is box 102, Maple Valley, Washington, 98038, if you like sending checks or money orders. But like it was with so many, COVID hit us pretty hard this last year. It's a miracle that we are still afloat. But like I said, it's people's generosity in time and talent and money that, that keeps us going, that actually makes us who we are. So if you decide to help us, any amount you decide to give is very much appreciated. In fact, if you're listening right now, um, we have rigged it in such a way that, that you have to give to Happy Life Studios. Um, it, it will come out of your bank account automatically. What? <laughs> 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't stop playing it. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, right? But doesn't that give you irritable rectum syndrome? <laughs> Another acronym for IRS provided by Reason TV. When I say that you have to give, that you are forced to give. I mean, because th- that's what happens when we know we have to give away our money when we're, we're not, we don't get to volunteer it. And this is exactly why tax day can be such a difficult day. So thank you for letting me shamelessly push out an ad for Happy Life Studios right here. And thank you for considering that. But like I said, it means so much more when we can give because we want to give instead of because we have to give. But you know what? (laughs) Uh, None of us had any difficulty that I heard cashing our stimulus checks. (laughs) And that money had to come from somewhere, right? It came from our paychecks. It came from our taxes that we have paid. Our taxes, really, if you think about it, are there to help others in our society who need it. Now, I'm not saying that the tax man always does it correctly or always does it the most efficiently, but in essence, that's what our taxes really are for, to help those who need it, which reminds me of this joke that I came across the other day. Two government officials approached a wise old Indian chief sitting in his hut on the reservation, smoking his ceremonial pipe. You have observed the white man for 90 years. You have seen his wars and his technological advances. You've seen his progress and the damage he's done. The chief nodded his head in agreement. The officials continued. Considering all these events, in your opinion, where did the white man go wrong? The chief stared at the government officials for a couple minutes before he said anything. And then he calmly replied, When white man found this land, Indians were running it. No taxes. No debt. Plenty buffalo. Plenty beaver. Women did all the work. Medicine man free. Indian man spent all day hunting and fishing. Then all night playing with his family. Then the chief leaned in towards officials and winked and said, and playing with his wife too, if you know what I mean. (laughs) The chief then leaned back, paused and smiled and said, only white men dumb enough to think he could improve a system like that. (laughs) But that's really what we're trying to do with taxes. We're trying to make life easier for other people and we need money to to make that happen, right? Schools, parks, um, healthcare, all that type of stuff. Taxes, that's where that money goes. And you know, Hating the tax man isn't a new thing. It's been around a long time. In fact, I think the tax man is actually doing a decent job today compared to the past. I mean, have you ever watched Braveheart? Sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. The story of the Scottish rebellion against the tyranny of England? Actually, it was against the tyranny of King Edward I, who represented England. So it wasn't really about England. It was about the man in charge wanting more money to build bigger castles. I mean, we've seen movie after movie of kings who kept raising taxes to build their castles or throw their parties to impress other royalty. Those taxmen were really bad. They even dealt with corrupt taxmen in the first century. Taxmen back then were basically more of a subcontractor, as I understand it. They would collect the taxes for the government, but it was quite common for them to take their cut, to add to the top of that, charge more than what was asked, without letting the taxpayer necessarily know. 
Maybe that's where the taxman got such a bad rep. I don't know. But I think ours today are actually doing a pretty decent job. Even when I was growing up, I heard a lot of jokes and digs and slams about the IRS and their henchmen, but I don't hear them so much anymore. I mean, we don't like paying taxes for the most part, but you don't hear all those digs and slams on taxmen and otters like like I used to anyway when I was a kid. In fact, my wife and I have had some dealings with the IRS. We've, we've been in some tough, difficult situations in the past, and when we've contacted the IRS, they weren't rude. Not at all. They weren't like those taxmen and auditors that I was raised to believe they were. Not at all. They were actually quite the opposite. When we called them and talked to them, they were very friendly. They were very polite, cordial. They were even gentle to us because they knew it was a tough situation that, that we were in. So the taxmen actually today, I think, are doing pretty well. But I don't think they did back in the day. Like I said, in the first century, they were corrupt and they were despised because of it, which is why I think it is so crazy to think that one of Jesus's friends, one of his closest friends, one of his top 12, one of his disciples was a tax man. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Matthew, Jesus picked him. He didn't come to Jesus and say, let me be your disciple. Let me be your friend. Let me hang out with you. Jesus picked him. A tax man who probably was a little bit corrupt because most of them were back in the day from what I understand, from, from what I've studied and from what I've heard. And yet Jesus picked him when everyone else despised him. Not only did Jesus pick Matthew, but he loved Matthew and he used Matthew. To help change people's lives. He spent quality time with Matthew. He taught him. He mentored him. He worked alongside him and helped others with him. So a person that society would just despise and reject, Jesus decided to pick. <laughs> that blows me away. Here's another mind blower. I remember when I was a little kid in Sunday school. If you ever gone to Sunday school, you probably sang this song. It was a song about a small-minded small-hearted, and even small-statured man called Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. They called him a wee little man. <laughs> Who wrote that song? I mean, I just, some of the songs we used to sing, I'm not sure we could get away with singing them now, but they're, you know, we're singing about a wee little man was he. The wee little man was he. He, he climbed up. In the sycamore tree, for the Lord he wanted to see. And as a Savior passed that way, he looked up in that tree, and he said, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, you come down. Zacchaeus, you come down. We'd always point our fingers up in the air as little kids and go, Zacchaeus, you come down. I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. And it's a story right out of the Bible. Zacchaeus was, was a small man that was small in not just stature, but in heart and mind. And he was conniving and he was, he was a tax man that nobody liked, but Jesus looked at him. In fact, he had to climb up in a tree and they said it was because he was short so he could see Jesus. But I wonder how much of them didn't want to hide up in the tree as well. I mean, tax men had power because they had money. And if you, you know, you might not like them, but if you're too mean to them, they could come and they would just raise your taxes, right? They would just take that extra little bit amount of money. So 
I'm not so sure that he wasn't kind of also hiding up in that tree. But as Jesus walked by, he saw him hiding. He saw him up in the tree and he looked at him. He said, Zacchaeus, come on, come on down. Let's go to your house. Let's hang out. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. You know, we used to wear bracelets back in was it the eighties, whatever. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, that's what he would do. He would love people that everyone else hated. He would love on the very ones everyone else hated on. He'd look at those that don't feel very good about themselves, or that others might not feel very good about them, and he'd look at them and he'd say, Tax man, guess what? Come on down. Let's go to your house and hang out. And that's really the heart of God. And I know oftentimes religion and people that represent Jesus can often be like like King Edward I, you know, representing England, but it really wasn't England. It was He was only representing his own interest when he was raising everybody's taxes. And sometimes people can be very mean and they, and they, they do things, start wars, they do all sorts of things in God's name. But when Jesus showed up on earth, he showed up as God and as man to model for us what his heart really was. And this is the purest form of it I can imagine. When he looked at men and people that other people despised, and rejected. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament that Jesus himself was despised and rejected. But he took people that no one else would pick and he picked him. That was all of his friends, his best friends, those 12 disciples we call them, but they were guys that no one else would pick. And he took people that everyone else despised and rejected. And you will be happy too. And he loved him and picked him instead. I hope that helped. Thanks for listening. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Steve Ace.